the artist's brain is an independent variable. When brought into the everyday world, their senses find meaning in even the most mundane observations. The reaction must only be told by the artists themselves. I'm Loverboy, and this is an experiment. Today's guests found their start in Chicago, Illinois, but have both made their way out to Los Angeles, California. One is an artist and the other is a producer, and together they are bringing back classic rock and true experimentation in music. Between the two of them, there are very few instruments they can't play and very few songs they cannot write. An absolute music powerhouse that is going to take over the industry. Please welcome my friends, David Hu and Danny Scheiman. Thank you so, so much. Oh, what an intro. A, yeah, that was a hot a, intro. That was a big one. That was a hot fucking intro. I'll walk, I'll walk into that entrance any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for coming and being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Dude, thanks for having thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So uh, just to give everybody a little bit of a background on you guys, you have known each other for a while. Yeah. How I'm, many whiles? I've known Danny since I was a little, little boy. Probably since I was uh, seven years old or eight years old. So there's some history. Yeah, yeah. Deep history. And how long have you guys been making music together? What, like three years now? Yeah, I mean, you would like send me songs years ago. Yeah, when I first started, I like I started producing music for other people first. And uh, then I started taking my music more seriously. And, you know, Danny's always been that guy in my life that anytime I had something musically to show or I needed some advice or, you know, just any guidance, I would reach out to Danny, of course, you know, that, that was the guy. And Danny, how did you get started? Uh, started just playing music? Or, or, or how, how did your, your career start? When did you start making music? We're going back, baby. We're going uh, back. <laughs> I, I've been producing since I was, I don't know, maybe 18 or something like that, messing around with Fruity Loops. Um, I always wanted to be a recording, tracking engineer, and a mixer. That was kind of how I got into the idea of doing it in as a business versus just kind of playing guitar and having fun with it. Totally. Um, I've studied like different kinds of music, but it was never towards some end goal of being in the industry. Mostly that had to do with recording and mixing. I loved reading about, I don't know if you ever, there's this book called like, I think it was the Recording Engineer's Handbook. Yeah. So I used to read all those interviews all the time. I would read them over and over, you know, how did they mic the, the choir and how did they do this, you know, like Al Schmidt and guys like that. Absolutely. And, and so I was just into it. That's um, so funny. That's what they had us read in, uh, I went to, to Columbia, Chicago for mm -hmm. uh, for audio engineering and mm -hmm. that was like the first thing that you had to do like before you walked in the doors was read that book yeah it That's seems to be wild. the the go-to for anybody who wants to get their feet wet yeah and how did you decide to start doing the rock and roll thing well i it's 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 kind of just been in me forever mm -hmm. i think i it's more it's more that i just kind of neglected it to be honest i was just kind of taken with different things um just different music but that's really what I grew up with and that's what I've always loved so it's kind of I I, I guess in the last couple of years when I just I've just gotten fed up with 
the LA scene a little bit and just trying to fit in. And I just kept trying and I just didn't feel quite right. And doing the rock stuff, thank God I've had some artists who want to fully kind of go there, you know? Well, you have, so you work with David and you also work with Baby Jake, who we had on. Oh, great. Um, yeah. Previously. And yeah. You, your name was brought up for the same reason of of kind of being the guy who who's helping make this dream of bringing back rock and roll for a lot of people a reality. Um, yeah. It just seems like it's, I can speak the language. Like I don't – there's other kind of things that I do. And like if I were going to play jazz, mm-hmm. no matter how deep – into it i i would get i don't think i could really do it feel this kind of ownership over it for some reason with rock and roll i feel like it's in my blood or something like it's my culture i don't know why it's kind of funny because i think if somebody was looking at especially the three of us or if jake was here or if one of the the many other friends that i'm sure you guys hang around with it we all kind of live that life as far as the way we dress even resembles the era of the music that we're all obsessed with and that we grew up on. And it feels like LA, though it's not the place right now that is the home of, of rock and roll at this moment, this is where it all happened. This is where it all was happening. And it's cool that, that the scene of people who want live music and want live recorded music, music from a band music that, that kind of resembles that era to, to truly be coming back and, cool that it's being done here i feel like this place deserves it fuck yeah yeah i know that's half the reason david wants to be here he's like this is laurel canyon man this is where it's this is where it started jim morrison is from here jim morrison is they all lived here the fucking guy yeah 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 it's crazy and how did you kind of find rock and roll um uh, same thing kind of i mean i grew up with you know my my brother um was in a cover band when he was like in his college days. He was in a Pink Floyd cover band. And, you know, I, I kind of looked up to that extremely. And I was like, that's where I got a lot of my love for Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of immersed into that lifestyle, like that kind of music. It's music, you know, that stuff speaks out to you. You know, there's tons of music out there that speaks out to other people but but this kind of stuff just seems more real to me mm-hmm. and um you know since i was a kid I, I was just very appreciative i started playing guitar when i was like eight or nine years old and you know david gilmore solos were the first things that i wanted to learn you know so yeah that stuff just stuck with me it's uh i feel like it's the time for it as well i feel like a lot of people like a lot of genres and a lot of music that isn't ready. It's not ready to come back. It's not ready to be made for the first time, whatever that is, that people aren't ready for it. And I feel like now is kind of the time. Um, I look at people like my my younger brother, uh, Max, who just got out of college, and 99% of what him and his whole friend group were all, you know, like venture capitalists or whatever, like in the the business world and they're listening to to people that they think sounds like Dylan and people that they think sounds like, like Crosby Stills and Nash. Yeah. Like and and you know and the classics. And, my and these are modern people? 
Yeah, and these are modern people. That's what they're looking for, and it's hard to find right now. Yeah. But if they're not listening to that, they are listening to Dylan or they're listening to The Stones or whatever it is. I feel like it's... How old's your brother? My brother's like, I think he's 23 right now. He's going to kill me for not knowing for sure. But (laughs) he's 23. We're three years apart. And it's crazy. When's the last time you saw 23-year-olds listening to Dylan and The Stones and, and... and not being, you know, the oddballs out like like they're like regular. Yeah, it's like cool athlete kid. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is cool, and it's it's really nice to see that because what you guys are making is going to be what they're looking for. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I really hope that the, this music reaches out to people the same way that it did in, uh, you know, what what anyone would call the good the good old days or yeah. whatever. You know, the golden era. Yeah, you know, th- this is. This is 2022. We're already in fucking 2022. But, you know, that that stuff doesn't die. That stuff lives on. Mm-hmm. And it's living on inside anybody who wants to to explore that and live that lifestyle, you know? And I think I think it also it comes back when people need a story. They need something to take them out of the the craziness that is whatever that time period is. They had something to fight for back then. And I feel like now we have something to fight for. For and, sure. And that's a, a really potent time for music that that is willing to fight for things and that is willing to tell true stories and be be real. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I think there's, you know, a good amount of this culture is oversaturated in, in a certain type of music. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like not to not to put down on that. It's just... I think there's always room for for something else, especially in something like this, where people people are just expecting a certain type of song to be released at this point. When somebody puts out something, there's already an expectation on what it's supposed to sound like and how it's supposed to make them feel or or whatever. And there's no like there's no surprise anymore. There's no mystery behind anything. No experimentation. Yeah, there's no experimentation. Forget that. That's been out the door. Unless you're like, uh, you know, a fish follower or yeah. a Grateful Dead follower or one of those people, you know, a jam band follower. There's definitely no experimentation in music. And, well, you know, there is. There's, there's good artists out there. Yeah, I, I haven't even gotten to explore that as much, to be honest. But well, And that's... Th- it it's it, it's a great day when you don't have to look into the deepest darkest places to find that kind of music. for sure mm-hmm. yeah. although it helps people like us stand out if it's not if it's not you know go, going on everywhere totally. like at least we have a unique voice out there which is also a great thing you know absolutely and i guess when this kind of music first started or 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 the, the that version of it cuz what you do is it has its resemblances to classic rock, but it also sounds very much so like you and like something that hasn't been done before. Um, I feel like when it has its own footprint is when it finds its success. People people eventually don't want to hear what they've heard a million times before. I think that's important too. It's like people want to talk about things coming back. Oh, this mm-hmm. is coming back. Or rock is coming back. Or dance is coming back. Okay, maybe, maybe not, but like, if if you are like if we are trying to bring it back or we just want to do it we just want to mm. do that music it's important to to me and i think to david too the spirit of it yeah like it doesn't so much matter how things sound it's like a it it does but it doesn't at the same time it's more the spirit of stuff 
you know, like the spirit of like like Van. What's the real difference between Van Morrison's music and like Pink Floyd's music? Well, maybe a lot, but for some reason, it all kind of feels like rock and roll to me. Totally. I don't. Maybe that's an era. I'm not like a historian about it. I don't. I feel like rock and roll is is almost at this point more of an attitude. It's more of a uh, a set of emotions that you're willing to convey. Something like that, and and sometimes when you hear music, you can you can fish it out. You can be like, no, this doesn't, this isn't that. Mm-hmm. It's trying to masquerade like that, yeah. but it's not that. And the person's trying to masquerade like that. Yeah, you know, I think the the image of a rock star is what's like grown popular versus like yeah, that's the sexy part. Versus rock, like just rock and roll, and right. and like just the emotion, the feeling, the the. The attitude and 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 you know the look and all that shit. It all comes with it. I think if you if you have all that fucking sauce and like you have everything, all the looks they come with it. You know, yeah. You it's could a life look style. at someone like you could look yeah. at a band like uh, the Talking Heads. Like those those dudes looked like a bunch of weirdos. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But they were insane though their music was insane that shit is rock and roll and and like and you know who's to who's to say anything about how they look or anything because like they have so much to back it up with and now it's like it's like let me just look the part and like (laughs) flash out as much as i could the part and like all that but let let nothing speak for it you Mm. know and and that's tough for someone who's, you know, trying to bring all, all that energy in, with their music and like stuff that's real versus like some some image. The whole package needs to be legitimate. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a whole thing. It's a whole. It's first off, this stuff is supposed to take your life over. Mm. You're 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 supposed to be fully immersed in this kind of culture and this lifestyle of waking up and breathing music and and breathing creativity and and you know positivity or negativity whatever it is but turning it all into creativity some kind of activity yeah some fucking activity <laughs> and you know if you, if you bring anything else in there it's it's just some washed up shit to me so why do you guys do this what is what is the reason that in a world where this shit's very tough and you really do have to live the whole entire life in order to not only to 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 make the music, but to to make it actually happen and to get it to the world and to 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 make this a career. Why do you why do you do it? What's what's what made you get both your feet and jump into the fucking water, knowing that no matter what happens, you're going in sink or swim. For me, to be honest, it was Danny. Danny was like, "You have to do this, and and if you don't do it now." you're not going to get the opportunity to, to to see if if you succeeded or failed and that was that was scary yeah. you know i'm 25 years old right now when i moved out here i was i just turned 24 and and i was you know i i was just i was sold on the idea right away i was like this is what i have to try to do now like i've been playing music my entire life i've always been creative why hold back on this now? You know, especially now that I have someone like Danny who believes in me and who can make my, you know, help me make my music, turn it into a reality and introduce me to all these fucking people. And he transformed my life, you know, and, and, 
um, yeah, I think I wouldn't have been able to make the decision without Danny. So you're clearly a, you're a big influence on a lot of people. And, well, and nice. I say Thank that you. because of what David said. I say that because of what Jake said. And I say that because I've also am lucky enough to not just call you a person on my podcast, but a friend. And I've heard it from, from other mutual friends. Why do you do this? Because it seems like you're the, the reason a lot of other people do. What gets you up in the morning to, to not stop? Oh, man. That is a hard question. I do, not, I do not have any kind of clear answer to that question, to be real. I've heard a lot of people answer that question. And I'm always, yeah, people come at it differently. I don't think I really know myself well enough to know why I'm doing this. I, sometimes it feels like passion. Sometimes it feels like some kind of beast that I that needs wrangling just in order for me to like take a deep breath or something. Sometimes it feels like love. I think music is kind of like a another music to me is like a relationship. You know, David talks about like waking the like waking up and and, and living this. It's it's like a relationship that has all the different facets of a relationship it's got the joyous parts it has the challenges it has striving to be better it has communication it has spiraling downwards it has a lot of of all that so i think it just depends on what day of the week you ask me and how i'm doing that day i think though that's something that people need to hear because you have been in the industry longer than both david and i and you're still doing it and not only still doing it but you're Really fucking good at it. And I don't think that's just because of talent. I don't think you can be really fucking good at something just because of talent. You have to do it. There, there's a heart part of it that connects you to something. And and people are like, oh, he was born with it or whatever. Like, I don't really fully agree with that. I feel like people find things that they're so inseparable without. They're, they're so, they, they, can't, they can't be away from it for too long or else the the regular mundane parts of life start to feel tough it, it's uh i don't know the the impact you've had on other people's lives just because you don't 100 percent know why you do this maybe that's part of it too you know like so many other people their answer just piggybacks on how your day's going you you've changed so many people's opinions on their self and on the the option to do music the opportunity to do music that maybe that's also part of it. And I really want people to understand that music isn't about just making the song. It's not just about dressing a certain way, like you were saying. It's about this this need to express yourself and your emotions, and that's the best way you're able to do it. And I feel like that's when the real art comes out. It's like a life partner. Yeah. You know? It's like you, you're like, like someone you go, I don't know. Do you feel like that ever? Like it's a life. Like partner? it's like an it's like a it's like a entity or it's like a just. There's good it's days. Like, and it's a relationship. Days. Yeah, it's it's kind of a relationship. I I wouldn't say there's like good days and bad days. I mean, I guess you know with creativity or whatever you know. But all in all, I mean, it's it's something you you do and you live with. You're you're not you're not um, half-assing it, even if you're positive or negative about it that day. You're not. You're, you're what, not me specifically or generally. Well, I think if you're in it, you, I'm talking about you specifically. Uh, but I think if you're in it and you're doing it just as much as you are or I am, 
You're not half-assing it, whether or not you're fucking happy about it or you fucking hate yourself that day, you know? Right. Doesn't matter. You're not half-assing it, and you're putting in whatever you have to almost all the time. It's it's beyond a relationship. It's 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 this commitment Yeah. That that, you know, one day you could feel like you're on top of the world, and one day you could literally feel like you're in a dumpster. Shitty, smelly dumpster. Part of the reason I ask this question to so many people is I want want people to be able to listen to this and understand that there's never been a person on this podcast who's had the same answer. Um, And that's, I think, a big part of it, too, is you got to figure out what the fucking means to yourself and not just rely on other people's ability to find love in something. Just like like a relationship, like yeah, I don't think it's about like just love. Not if you're like if I think if you really do it, that's not that's not all it it's is. It's got to be a job too. Yeah, and that's a big part of it. Is if yeah. you really want to do this as much as humanly possible, that means that it has to be your career, or else nobody has that much time. And for it to be your career, you got to sell a product as well. Um, but we're uh, we're we're going over time, so I want to. I want to wrap up, but um, thank you both so much for yeah, for being on the podcast. Dude, thanks for having us. Yeah, this and is great. To everybody listening, I am David Who. I'm Danny Scheiman, and this is a motherfucking experiment. Yeah, baby. Right, thank you guys. Bye, everybody. Believe in yourself. <laughs> the experience is the experiment. <laughs>